Hello there. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Restoration Today podcast. Today, I have a new guest on that I'm very excited to have joining me because he has been gracious enough to let me be on his platforms. It's not a podcast. It's TV, like his TV channels, multiple, um, multiple times to help share what's going on with CNR within the industry or whatever that may be. Um, so I'm excited to be joined by Lance Eisen. He is with Normie and he runs all of their technical background stuff. I can't even remember how many places Normie TV streams at this point, but it's a lot. And the last time Lance and I spoke, there was a network that I should have heard of, but I haven't because I'm don't know what planet I live on. But anyway, Lance knows all the things about all the things when it comes to kind of sharing information, getting it out to people, getting it on different platforms, managing a life among seven different screens and multiple phones and all that. The king of communication. How about that? All right. So Lance, thank you very much for being here. I'm just going to start by tossing it over to you and having you introduce yourself and share your background um, in general and then your background with Normie, how long you've been there and kind of your role there. Well, Michelle, first, thanks for having me on today. And yes, we have turned the tables. I've interviewed you several times. Sometimes that's turned into interviewing me. So this is definitely a twist. Yes. But thank you. <clears throat> my background, my background is extremely diverse. <clears throat> first of all, I'm currently the executive vice president of business development for NORMI, mm -hmm. which is the national organization of remediators and microbial inspectors. We've recently changed the name to that. Um, it used to be mold inspectors. And the reason for the change was over the last, oh, 16, 17 years that I've been with Normie, um, we've really embraced the idea of indoor air quality. And mold is just a subcategory under that. There's so many facets to indoor air quality that we really needed to expand to the microbial world because we're dealing with viruses, bacteria, yeasts, and molds, and all kinds of other things that are in the air. So that was the reason for the name change. But the diversity of my background comes from, I was in law enforcement for 25 years. Also been an emergency medical technician since, I'm ashamed to say it, 1976. So it was a few years of dealing with the public and emergency situations. And that kind of helps out in the mold or indoor air quality environment because you're always dealing with people in a panic. Yeah. You know, and it, that kind of helps. Plus crisis management and all the other things that go along with that yeah. uh, help me do what I do. As far as what I do now with business operations, um, developing business alliances, um, trying to expand the knowledge into the industry of indoor air quality and not just focusing on very myopic views of the industry. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I do. I mean, I ran operations for Normie for 14 years. I've moved into the business development side of it. It's a change and it's kind of interesting. Yes. So talk about, you talked about a little bit. Okay. I have multiple directions I want this to go. So I need to rein my head in here a little bit. Talk about Normie in general first, for people who maybe have not heard of Normie as an organization, explain what Normie is. I think we could say it's one of the fastest growing indoor air quality certifying agencies. I'm going to say in the country for now, but we do have an international reach. We've just opened up uh, uh, quite a few uh, memberships, if you want to call it, or locations in the UK, Ireland, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. So we are spreading uh, quite rapidly. People have realized that, you know, the old ways of doing things 
even though they've worked to this point, are not always the best way of doing things. And there's so many other things that can be done for the contractor's customers to really help them that they've, they're sitting up and taking notice. Yes. Okay. So talk about that. You've talked about what contractors can be doing and I know that there's different services that can be offered, but you're also aware of different innovative technologies that are coming into the marketplace. And you and I have spoken at shows about some of the, um, the technology that is out there. So share kind of what you're seeing as far as contractors embracing IAQ in general and helping kind of follow the process through beyond the remediation process. Like here's how we can help monitor. Here's how we can be there for our customers, not just when there's a loss or they need something taken care of, but kind of an all-encompassing view of IAQ. Well, I'll I'll go directly into that after I make one statement. Everything that we do at Normie is solution-based. Yeah. So we're not there just to find a problem and walk away. We find a problem and offer up a path or a direction, whether it's direct or incremental, to the customer to help them improve their environment. I mean, that that's the main focus. So with that being said, I can tell you that I have gone on numerous, and I mean, I've been doing this since 2004, uh, assessments or inspections were the term that we used to use. Now it's assessments. And I'll go in and I'll find out that there's been two or three other assessors or inspectors here prior to me. Can't find a mold problem. You're dealing with a customer that's having some serious health issues. They are convinced there is a definite problem. When we do testing, we look at it with a much wider view. I've done so many locations where I've tested for mold because that's what they've insisted that they've had. But I also test for VOCs, mycotoxins, you know, uh, allergens. There's a, there's a whole list of other things that are involved with indoor air quality that affect people. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't fix people, we fix buildings. But when you fix the building, for some strange reason, you draw the correlation, people seem to be doing better. <laughs> you know, so I'll, I'll do an assessment of a house where the people are insisting there's a mold problem. The mold results come back normal. Mm -hmm. But we'll find VOCs, volatile organic compounds, off the scale for benzene and other cleaning products. Uh, gasoline fumes coming in from garages that are attached. And this is affecting people's health. And as soon as you address those issues, you see a dramatic improvement. Non-mold related, even though mold is a very big piece of it, and people think it's always mold. People think it's always mold. That is true. I saw um, uh, a remediator in Florida share a picture the other day of a sign that he saw in a corner of all these hurricanes, there's black mold in your house. You need to call us to remediate it. And then had like license numbers on the bottom. And it was like less, all of that. So yeah, that, that that's one of the uh, things. Um, again, I'll, I'll show up at somebody's house and you'll have, uh, you know, a frantic homeowner showing you a room that has black stuff all over the wall. And their question is, is that good mold or bad mold? I, and not, not being glib about it, I'll ask, was it, do you want it there? Well, no, it's bad. You, you just don't want it. It doesn't matter. It's mold. It's it's a cleanup process. It's just a matter of how it's done and not contaminating a larger area than what you have. Yes, yes. Okay, all right. So talk about Normie TV. How much of your time and your role is spent on Normie TV? I'm curious about that. I, I don't know how to break it down into time because a lot of it's been set up as automated systems. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
you know, th there's no way that I could spend enough time during the day to manage, you know, 12 platforms, eight podcast platforms and, you know, do interviews, editing and everything else. So it, it's really been worked out rather well. I found quite a few different systems that work together, even though they weren't designed that way. And they make it possible for us to go live with our re, um, recontinuing education credits mm -hmm. that we do on Tuesdays. We do them on Tuesday afternoons. And I can talk to you about that in a few minutes. Yeah. So we'll go live across all of our platforms. And when I say platforms, we're broadcasting across LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitch, uh, YouTube, DLive, Africa, uh, Normie TV, IndoorAirQuality.tv. It's hard to remember and rattle them all off. Again, the reason for automation. We yes. will send our stream out, which then gets broadcast on all those platforms. And I've been asked, why do you do all those platforms? So people have preferences. Every one of these platforms has different options, has different feel to it. It's just like going to a car dealer and deciding you want to buy a Ford or a Chevy, you know, or a Mercedes. What your, I guess, uh, preference is. It's going to take you to the same spot. It's just how you get there. So we put it out over all these different platforms and we have followings on all of these different platforms. You know, we tell people you could go to one spot or your choice and it yeah. makes it easier. Yeah. So what kind of things can people find on NARMI TV? What is there? You talked about your recertification classes. You and I have done some interviews, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. So what 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 is there on a typical day? Yeah. Um, I do a lot of interviews with, I'll call them personalities, mm -hmm. people of the industry or um, industries that run parallel to our industry. I mean, I did um, several interviews with, uh, you know, Robert Pettyjohn. Mm -hmm. Well, he, he is the uh, guru of carpet cleaning and rug yeah. cleaning. And his passion at that is just absolutely, you know, off the scale. So it's always fun to do an interview with him. And the amount of detail that he shows, I mean, he showed videos during one of our interviews of his trips to, I believe he said Iran, where they were actually manufacturing these oriental type style rugs. And uh, it was just amazing to see that and to see how uh, invested he is into how you know, have to know how they're assembled before you know how you can clean them. Sure. So, you know, an interview like that, gives our viewers a different perspective of doing a remediation job or a sanitization job, because now you see there's different aspects to the things that you're handling and cleaning. Mm -hmm. All right. So I know that Normie does a really good job of keeping up on um, different um, laws and regulations, rules, all that from state to state. So what states right now are you involved in? I know that there's been some expansion right in the last year or so. So what states specifically are you helping certify and train people in? Well, uh, as far as I know to date, there are only five, and I'll call them states because Washington, D.C. is included in that, that actually have licensing law requirements for mold mm -hmm. assessment and or remediation. Texas, Louisiana, Louisiana only has uh, remediation licensing, not assessment. Florida has assessment remediation. Washington, D.C., assessment remediation. New York has assessment remediation. And each of the states has different licenses for each. Mm -hmm. I believe there's actually six licenses in New York, whether it's a company, 
a worker, a supervisor. It's broken down differently. Texas is very similar to that with numerous licenses. Florida is pretty much straight for assessment remediation. And Louisiana, like I said, is just uh, remediation. Portland, Oregon, the city of, has also um, enacted a licensing requirement, which we are now part of. But okay. bigger than that, we get calls from state legislature uh, personnel from, and I don't want to say the the top people, but their age usually will call us. And they're asking for our input or if we're willing to come into the hearings. I was just involved with several hearings in uh, the state of Maryland where we were invited in to speak about a licensing law they're looking at putting on the books. They had one years ago. They found it was uh, unwilling to take care of, and mm -hmm. they suspended it indefinitely, and they finally repealed it. Virginia repealed their law. These states are revisiting the laws, and they're reaching out and wanting to know what input we have and suggestions, because we've been involved with all the other states that have licenses. So what kind of training... Um, there, Normie has so much training, so I don't even know how you answer this because I do know that. What kind of training can restorers, remediators, cleaners, whatever, get through Normie? And do you have to be in one of those five locations or can it be for anyone anywhere? Well, back to the magic of technology that we were starting to talk about before. We actually have our training academy in Sunrise, Florida. It's in the Fort mm -hmm. Lauderdale area. <clears throat> When we do the majority of our classes there, we are able to simulcast them across our Zoom platform. But it's not just a Zoom um, broadcast, kind of like we're doing now. It's more of a TV studio production. Yeah. We've picked up some equipment that's been out there uh, for about four or five years. Now, we were using Zoom before Zoom was even a thing. <laughs> you know, we, we found it. We really liked it. It had a lot of really good technology. And, and I'll tell you a story about some of our streaming because of that in a moment. But we picked up some of this equipment that enables us to make the room live. The uh, one 75-inch um, screen that we use, it has four cameras and 16 microphones built into it. Wow. The way that works is these microphones are tuned to different dif distances, ranges, and I don't know all the technology behind it. But you could have somebody whispering in the back row of our classroom and the people watching at home can hear it. The people at home can talk and everybody else can hear it. So they're all involved in the classroom. Plus, we have multiple camera views set up and running. So if you don't like the way you're looking at the uh, instructor, you can just um, highlight another camera. And now you're looking from a different view. Wow. So we really try to include the students that are online internationally nationwide you know to be part of the class and obviously if you're part of the class you're directly involved with the instructors and hands-on has a different meaning you know being there hands-on yes yes i want to hear your zoom story that you just teased i was kind of in the mm. same boat in like 2015 2016 and maybe you were even before me i was trying to start a podcast and at the time there was no way to record video interviews on like this, like I had looked at, like there was GoToMeeting and there were some others. I'm, I can't even remember what they are called now, like ways that you would- GoToMeeting, ClickMeeting. Um, there there were several of them yeah. that were coming out and, and testing the waters. Um, 
but some of the technology took a big leap with some of the newer computers. The speed was there, and then the internet speed made the biggest difference. Yes. So, you know, you get up to gigabyte speed or gigabit speed, and that's really um, the game changer for doing mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. Uh, my, my story about Zoom, <clears throat> we were broadcasting live to our continuing education training is what we called it at the time instead of recertification training, which is what we're doing now. And we wanted to be able to go live for the public on certain broadcasts. And we had Facebook, we had um, one or two other platforms that were available at the time, but they didn't offer a way to go live across all of them. Mm -hmm. Did some research and found another company out there that uh, gave us the ability to do that with Zoom. We started using it and it absolutely worked seamlessly. We were able to broadcast to YouTube and Facebook at the same time. Well, I had a conversation with some of the tech people at Zoom and I, I had asked them, is there any way you know? If no, it can't be done. You can only go and you've seen the controls. It lets you point to where you want to send it. Well, I explained to them how this works and they were really, <laughs> it's now part of their platform. You're like, I need some royalties on that or not. Yeah, royalties. it's Something. never going like... to happen. <laughs> it's not about that. It, it's yeah. about making the platforms better for everybody. Yep. You know, everybody should be able to do this. And, you know, it's just something that worked not the way it was designed, but because the way it was designed, it works. Yeah. And um, again, I go back to my background of, you know, law enforcement. And basically you're given tools, you're given training. And as you're walking out the door, they go, make it work. Where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, yeah. the way technology in the world is today, there, there are so many things out there that can help you figure it out. So what, what advice do you have for people who are, well, I guess I'm curious, how do you stay up to date on all of the platforms that are out there, all the different ways you can stream? And then, you know, Every once in a while, things age out a little bit, right? And like you've kind of talked about and get clunky. This isn't working. We need to update again. We need to innovate again. So what are kind of those benchmarks for yourself? And how do you keep up to date with all this technology and keep innovating to keep reaching more and more people on more and more platforms? That was a big question. Sorry. <laughs> um, I guess the simple term would be I cheat. <clears throat> What 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 I mean by that is, like I said before, I've been, I've been an EMT since 1976, so I don't qualify as a millennial. <laughs> hey. Keeping up with this technology is so fast. We have a great team working with this now. We have a whole social media team that uh, is much, much younger than I am that are aware of a lot of these different things and programs that are out there. Um, that's how all of a sudden we got up to eight podcast platforms. They were aware of them, you know, so we worked it out where we're now able to take a recording and broadcast it across all eight platforms. And it's now available. You want to watch or listen on Spotify instead of SoundCloud, instead of Amazon podcast yeah. or Google podcast, your choice, your flavor, you know, go listen to it. And uh, by listening to them and working with them, it really makes it easier. You can't be in all places at once. You can't have all knowledge of everything, but you can have a great team that helps you funnel all of this into uh, a final pro a final process and project, I guess, that really does a good um, product. We'll call it a product. Remember the days when we all had cable and everything was just like 
there and now we pay for all the streaming services and we pay more than I have to laugh about that because that's our life we pay more for streaming services now than I'm sure we did with cable and it's like well oh. I don't know if you remember uh, or have ever heard the term pay tv yes okay well that was when it first came out mtv was one of the new things yep. that you know was out there and pay tv I still remember the commercials for the tv hooked up to a line with a slot in the top where people were dropping quarters in, you know, paying for it. And that was the way that, you know, the, the concept really came from to where we are today. Yeah. So um, it's come a very long way. I will tell you that, and I've had this conversation numerous times over the last several months with different people that call in that are struggling with a lot of the new technologies and the way that things are done. And truthfully, apps are changing constantly. Um, yeah. I mean, just the software on your computer. I'm sure you'll go to open your computer up early in the day and it's yelling at you. It needs an update, you know, to make something else work correctly. But I, I've used the term science fiction, science fact. You know, what we used to watch on TV and go to the movies to see that was all science fiction. A lot of that is science fact now. Mm -hmm. What am I talking about? Star Trek, you know, the communicators, that's all technology now with the quote flip phones, you know, we're into smart tablets, yeah. smart iPhones, uh, smart, uh, just about everything, everything you can think of has, has just leaped everything. forward. Outlets, light switches, control it from your phone, like your TV, your, our, our dishwasher, our microwave and our washer and dryer can all be controlled from apps. Well, I can tell you as I hang my head down that we have so much automation going in my office that I, I have a, a gigabit line coming in for um, internet connectivity that's up and down. Okay. Yep. I had to bring a second line in. It, one line just could not handle all the devices and the streaming. I'm, I'm, I'm actually sure. broadcasting two TV channels at the same time. So um, that's all outbound streaming and it's, it's a lot of bandwidth. Yeah, that is, that is a lot. So you kind of already touched on this, but for people who are thinking, wow, this is really cool. And what a cool way that Normie is reaching so many people across different platforms. What advice do you have for people kind of like, this is interesting. Maybe I want to expand our reach and how we're reaching people. <clears throat> There are so many programs out there right now. <clears throat> some are good, some are really good, and some are a waste. Yep. And depending on <clears throat> your market and your product really depends on which path you go in. Mm -hmm. I've done over the last five, six years, a tremendous amount of research on uh, pay-per-click advertising and different types of social media advertising. <clears throat> It has gotten down to where one word in an ad makes a complete difference as to who responds to it positively or negatively. Hmm. Uh, I've done a training on this. And the, the one example that just stood out the most to me, and if I reverse this, uh, I'm sorry, and there's no nothing disparaging as anybody with this, but I had done an ad years ago about using your tax return towards improving the indoor air quality of your home. Okay. 
And I did a second ad, use your tax refund to improve the indoor air quality of your home. Mm -hmm. The majority of people that clicked on the ad for the return were male. The majority of the refund were female. Interesting. One word made a tremendous difference like that. That is really interesting. Yeah. And it's all about, uh, you know, the market share that you're looking at. If you're writing an ad for a male population and you use the wrong word, you're not going to get any results and vice versa. So it's, it's that strange. I have some stuff running right now as testing and um, all of a sudden the age bracket that's responding to the ads is very different. (laughs) All of a sudden for air purification, we're seeing, 40s to 50s and then 65 plus you have the child raising year parents and the grandparents mm-hmm. are responding to these ads for making the homes healthier yeah healthier safer cleaner as we refer to them so yeah. it's what i would recommend is talk to somebody that you're comfortable with uh that's in the business of doing this you know, check out their record, the customers they've worked with, you know, make sure it's not a send me money. Mm-hmm. There's uh and I, and I warn people about this all the time. And uh, a lot of times when I talk to companies that come to me, I use the same terminology. I say, you have to be careful of what's called picks and shovels. I don't know if you've ever heard that terminology before. It's a very, very, very old term. Back in the late 1800s, when the gold rush hit mm-hmm. and everybody was heading out West and staking their claim, 99% of the people that made money were the people that sold picks and shovels, not the people digging for gold. <laughs> so when you're looking to expand what you're doing, you want to make sure there's a return on your investment. Yeah. You want to make sure that it makes sense. Mm-hmm. If somebody says, just give me money and I'll make you, Number one on the landing page. Well, how are you going to be number one on the landing page when there's a hundred million people out there using the internet advertising similar products? Yes. You know, think logically about what they're telling you. Can they improve your rankings? Yes. Can they help you with organic searches? Absolutely. But have realistic goals. Uh, if you're looking to advertise a product and you want to use the internet or your services, especially services, if you're working in, let's say, Michigan. Don't advertise nationwide. No. Why why would you do that? You know, why would you? Well, somebody in, you know, California may want my service. Are you going to go there? No, of course not. Products are a little different, but with products, you have to be careful because some products you can't sell into different states Mm -hmm. and Mm shipping is an issue. There's there's all kinds of things involved. So talk with uh, an agency or a company that is familiar with it. There's also things you can do for yourself. Um. A lot of advertisement now is done on um, rankings mm-hmm. and uh, referrals. Mm-hmm. So the word of mouth is gigantic. Yeah, You can take care of your customers and they're happy with what you're doing. They will spread the word about you. Yes. That and is... reviews are the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Yelp reviews, Google reviews, Facebook reviews, just about any social platform that's out there has reviews. There's also uh, companies out there that help you process your reviews into one location. We use that. It's it's an absolutely amazing 
system. Um, and it really brings everything together. I know that if I had a company and I had some reviews on Facebook and some more on Google, some more on Yelp, some more over here and over there, if a customer is looking for me, they're not going to find all those reviews. Bringing them all together does help. Mm -hmm. So there's ways to do that. Don't fear the technology. Learn about it. Don't fear the technology. Learn about it. Wise words. I like that. I like that. Okay. Before we wrap it up, is there anything you want to tease? What's coming up with Normie? Anything you want to share or highlight before we wrap hmm. it up? Another term that we use, and uh, a lot of people that have been around the Normie organization for many years have heard us say this over and over, YASNI. And I can see the confused look on your face. It really stands for it. You ain't seen nothing yet. And okay. YASNI. And we have more advanced protocols coming out for sensitized individuals. We have classes for sensitized individuals. The old, well, you have mold, we'll clean it up and we're off. The problem with that is um, studies now are showing that 20 to 25% of the population is classified as a sensitized individual or living in a home with a sensitized individual. Family of four, one person in that house is probably sensitized. Yeah. Meaning that their environment is affecting them dramatically. Mm -hmm. Now, we can't, we don't fix people, we fix houses. But if you can improve the environment, it makes a big difference on the quality of life that people can have. Healthier, safer, cleaner is the goal that we strive for. So that that's one of the big things, uh, the sensitized individuals. We have more advanced training for SIRS, mm -hmm. you know, and different protocols, how to deal with uh, environments with that. Um, one of the newest things out now we're working on is uh, is fentanyl. Yeah, big one. Fentanyl is a major epidemic. Yep. Um you know, meth, crystal meth. These are all part of like crime scene cleanup and stuff. We're not teaching that stuff as yet. But Yasni, you know, that, that's <laughs> all I can say. Yet. The industry is demanding what the contractors know. Yeah. The consumer is becoming more educated. Mm -hmm. So the contractor has to be. You don't want your customer telling you about what you should know. Yes. That's exactly right. Yes. Fentanyl is a huge issue. That's the next cover story of CNR and working on more and more content because that is a big thing, unfortunately. So. Well, here's a tease for you with that. Look up something called combining labs. This was science fiction to science fact. I remember seeing this on police TV shows years ago. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm just going to leave it with that. Okay, I wrote it but down. Science fiction, science fact. Okay, I wrote it down. I'm going to look it up. Well, Lance, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for allowing me to be on your platform multiple times. Thank you for all you're doing for the industry and getting so much information and knowledge out there. And for all that Normie does, I look forward to seeing what you have in the future. Yasni, I look forward to seeing you at future events. <laughs> Well, I appreciate being here. Can I just mention where they can watch uh, our uh, TV channel? Yes, please. Yes. Well, the, the easiest way to do it is at normie.tv. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. You could also go to indoorairequality.tv. It takes you to the same place. We have one other page I'd like to tell you about, which is normie.org. Mm -hmm. It will tell you about the Normie organization, uh, yep. what we're all about. And on the top menu bar, there is a link for Normie TV. If you click on that, besides taking you to 
you to a TV channel, it'll show you a, a schedule of upcoming broadcasts, and it'll show you all the platforms that we are on, podcasts and uh, live streaming, which we do 24-7. Perfect. Love it. Well, thank you, Lance, very much for your time. I really appreciate it. I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. Thank you, and I uh, appreciate you having me here. Of course.